everyone, and welcome to a special Father's Day episode of Prospects After Dark. I am your host, I am Kyle Reese. As you know, uh, we try to do this as frequently as possible. Uh, again, uh, this is Prospects After Dark, a little subsidiary of Birds on the Black. We're going to, get, I've said it a bunch, we're going to try to do this pretty regularly on Sundays, about 8, 8.30, uh, as long as the Cardinals aren't playing. Uh, hey, Graham, how are you? Graham is going to turn 18 here in a matter of 14 days or so, and I'm ready to get jiggy with it. Uh, not yet, though, of course, not yet. Uh, what does everyone want to talk about? We've got a Cardinals soon-to-be prospect, a Cardinals draftee playing in the College World Series in Omaha right now. Uh, his name is Jack Owen. Uh, we've got draft prospects to talk about. We've got a Cardinals rotation mix-up, mess-up to talk about. Uh, whatever anybody wants to talk about. I know we're trying to talk about Clint Frazier. Holy shit. Yeah, so uh, yesterday the Yankees traded for Edwin Encarnacion. And that pretty much makes Clint Frazier the odd man out once, especially once uh, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton come back. Look, it's something I'd be interested in, and I'd love to know what it would take to get him from the Yankees. Uh, I'd like to know what the Yankees' plan is in general with a lot of their young hitters. It's really interesting to see that what they've done, what they're doing. Where it goes from here, I don't know. But yeah, sure, I'd knock on the door about Clint Frazier. I had somebody ask me about Hunter Renfro. I'd knock on the door about him. The Cardinals need to get better, and that aren't bad places to start. But remember, the Cardinals outfield is kind of a clusterfuck. Uh, Hayden March says, Blue's still only thing on my mind. Can't wait for next year. Uh, I believe Matt Thompson says, What up, man? Hey, Matt, how are you, my friend? Yeah, uh, you know, I understand now that, you, you know, the thing is, like, even I feel different. We start talking about the blues and like I feel different. I, I I just I'm not there's like not as much anxiety. You just feel loose. And you know, the blues are all that's on my mind right now too, you know. Uh we're we're getting into the all-star games in the minor leagues, we're getting into the short season clubs firing up. Uh the Cardinals are starting to heat up a little bit, maybe playing some really bad teams. Uh, but that being said, yeah, I'm I'm like you guys, man. I'm just riding the St. Louis Blues wave right now, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, by the way, our good friend Matt Thompson from Prospect Live. Uh, follow Prospect Live. Follow Matt Thompson. I, I love everything that they do. It'd be nice to have ownership like the Yankees to get any guy they want. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, uh, it'd be nice to have the market size to get any guy you want. Now, that's not to diminish. And again, I'm not sticking up for Mr. DeWitt. Uh, or Mr. Mazalak or anything there, but the market size changes what can and can't be done. Look, the DH had just as much to do with the Yankees getting Edwin Encarnacion as anything else. Uh, why is Ravello the guy coming up from VHS? Hey, VHS, how are you? I don't have the answer to that question. Look, I think to a degree that they want to see what he might have. Uh, they know that they don't interrupt his progress by calling him up for a little bit, even if they do start his 40-man clock. Uh, somebody mentioned to me that they thought it might have something to do with his contract, like his minor league contract. Maybe he was reaching a date where they had to make a choice and he could opt out or something like that. I don't know if that's true or not. That's something I haven't done any digging on. I've had a really busy day. Um, why him? I guess why not him? He has a hot bat, and maybe he provides a spark. Look, the Cardinals will tell you he can play a corner outfield. He's almost he's only played left. I'm not one of those people who will tell you that, even though he'll get a, probably some at bats there. Uh, I do like Ron Helrovelo a lot. He has he's just the type of player that can come in and maybe get five at bats a week and produce a little bit here and there. Uh, plus, he's a guy that everyone likes. I, yeah, why him? I, I don't know. I you know. If if it is if his roster spot on the 25-man is going to be a three-day stint while Gyro Munoz is doing the paternity leave, 
It doesn't seem to make much sense. What's really interesting is what's going to happen with the 40-man spot. You know, somebody mentioned Mike Mayers to the 60-day. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, maybe Tyler Webb is having a day of reckoning. We'll see if Henesis Cabrera sticks around. Uh, the other thing that's curious about Ravelo is the other, you know, after the other night when Jack Flaherty ends up making the final out at home because the Cardinals don't have a position player available, it makes you wonder if maybe the organization is going to take a different philosophy when it comes to having a 13th arm as opposed to a 13th bat. Uh, Kyle, I've given you the keys to fix this organization. What are the first moves you make? God, you know, Mr. Thompson, I, I would have to see what the landscape looks like. Like, yeah, what what would I do? I don't even know. Like, I, I would I would want to see first before I started selling off pieces. Like, I'd want to see the price of and I, like I want to know what it costs to get Stroman, what it costs to get Bumgarner, what it costs to get Wheeler, what it costs to get that. You know, uh, what would I do? I would hope that this continues. The Cardinals need another left-handed bullpen option, and that guy isn't in the organization. It's not Hunter Cervenka. It's not Tyler Webb. Unfortunately, it's not Henesis Cabrera. Uh, it's not Tommy Lane. It's not Chase and Shreve. That guy doesn't exist. So you know what? You go out and you get Will Smith. If he's even available, he should be. Uh, you overspend for him for this year. You know, uh, the Cardinals have made some moves, and the Oscar Mercado move was getting blown up, and I understand why, and he's gotten off to a great start in, in Cleveland. But the Cardinals made some moves for the long term last year with Jahan Torres, uh, in particular, hoping that they would have like a long-term payoff. Uh, what would I do, uh, Mr. Thompson? I don't have an answer to that. Right now, I think this organization is a complete fucking shit show, almost from top to bottom. You know, I watch the minor leagues frequently, as you do, Matt, and they're not fun. They're not interesting. A lot of the players are underperforming. Uh, you know, I, I guess one of the first things I do, I think about trying to trade some of the redundancies, whether that's Jose Martinez or, you know, a hurt Jed Jerko stuff. You know, Gyro Munoz I would trade to see if maybe I could get a left-handed... Uh, reliever. There's just so much. Like this organization could go in any direction, and I don't really feel comfortable going in a direction yet. Like this is it. It's four years of this stalemate, and to take the keys to the organization right now, the the, the GM desk or the uh, president of baseball operations desk is not something that I would want. I would I wouldn't mind having it a couple years back. I wouldn't mind having it at this time last year. But right now, like I almost don't even want to touch it. It's it's almost fucking toxic. Uh, Cardinals have no elite players. Closest one is Ozuna right now, but Ozuna isn't an elite player. And, you know, Paul Goldschmidt is still, I would still consider elite, even though he's not playing. Look, th they did some really stupid shit, right? Uh, giving Michaelis the contract extension was stupid. Uh, Should have waited. Giving Matt Carpenter the contract extension was even dumber than stupid. Uh, they've wagered on some of their players, some of their certainties uh, that weren't certain at the time. Uh, and at the same time, not going after somebody like Bryce Harper. Matt, to answer your question, I would like to have the keys this past offseason to get Bryce Harper and adjust from there. Cardinals are like the Minnesota Wild, stuck in mediocrity. Uh, Mo used bad FEMA contractors to raise the floor. Uh, uh, stalemate is a great description of the last four years. So many pieces that don't fit together. No quick fixes. Yeah, Matt, that's you know I'm I really am flummoxed. I'm I'm befuddled. I don't know what to do. You know what you all you can do right now is hope that these assholes end up going on another 10-game run uh, against what ends up being the Marlins, the Angels, and Oakland. Uh, you hope that somehow Adam Wainwright comes back and is as good as he showed in that eight-inning extravaganza uh, over a sustained period of time. Uh, and then you adjust from there. But the one thing that's for sure, if you're going to stick with this team, uh, 
Goldschmidt and Carpenter are going to need a hit. And if Carpenter in particular isn't hitting, then he's got to ride the pine. Uh, I still believe in Goldschmidt. I still trust in Goldschmidt. And the other thing is, whoever your three best outfielders are, you use them. If that ends up being Lane Thomas, if Lane Thomas is healthy, he's not right now. He's on the AAA IL. Then it's Lane Thomas. If that means Tommy Edmonds playing center field, uh, then it's Tommy Edmonds. It's not Tommy Edmonds. We don't want that. But whether it be Dexter Fowler, who's hitting a little bit now, Marcelo Zuna, uh, uh, Jose Martinez, Harrison Bader, whoever it is, run those guys out. Uh, run with your best lineup and supplement that left-handed bullpen option. You know, Andrew Miller is a loogie now. He's only been effective against lefties. We need to adjust our expectation. Uh, let's see, Mo Yusuf, blah, blah, blah. The Angels aren't giving away games anymore. For, and that is a very, very good point for sure. You know, it, that weekend series is going to be a tough weekend series. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we know that Mr. Uh, Mike Trout will be here. I know everyone's excited about the pools. I love it, the pageantry, blah, blah, blah. I'm really excited about Mike Trout. I can't wait to see what that looks like. Andrew Elton Simmons. Uh, it's going to be a good series. It's not going to be a rollover. Uh, that series... So what ends up happening is the Cardinals have seven straight games against Miami and Oakland. Uh, or Oakland. Miami and LA Angels. Uh, and then they have a day off, and then two games against Oakland, and then another day off. And that little thing there, when you get to that second day off after Oakland, uh, it's going to be interesting to see where the Cardinals stand. If they're right around 500, uh, even against a solid Angels team or an Angels team that's trending up and playing well right now, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It might be time to start adjusting. Uh, the Angels aren't giving away games. So Graham asks, oh, first off, why is Waka still here? I don't know. You know, that's the other thing is, I'm very much against giving Michael Waka another start. Now, how they end up supplementing that start, I don't know. Uh, but I do understand why he's still here. I'm not saying I agree with it. But, you know, at this point, if you can find some use for him in the bullpen, I'm not opposed to that. See if he can sink or swim in the bullpen. Just use him like a bullpen arm. Don't use him as like a piggyback starter. Find a way to use him in the bullpen, and if he falters, then get rid of him. The other question Graham asked is, how do we get Carlos back in the rotation? The answer would have been yesterday when Michael Walker was pitching like shit. That would have been the start. Look, if the Cardinals had any interest in getting Carlos Martinez in the rotation, it would have started happening yesterday, right? Whether it be the first inning or the second inning, Martinez would have gone in. He would have pitched 30 to 45 pitches, regardless of the situation. Uh, and then five days later, he would be pitching 50 to 65 Five days after that, he'd be pitching 65 to 80, and then 95 to 100 after that, and he'd be fully stretched out. But I get the distinct impression that the Cardinals aren't interested in doing that for whatever reason. Uh, Cardinals should just trade everyone over 25 years old. I'll take. I can take four to. I can take a five to seven year of, of pain. The only problem with the rebuild that or the tanking or whatever you want to say. It's not a guarantee that it's going to work, you know? It's easy to get caught in the middle. And yes, it worked for a couple teams, but and the White Sox looks like they're coming out, but there's no guarantee that you're going to do well. Let me ask you this. Over the last couple of years with the players that the Cardinals have traded, and the players that the Cardinals have traded for, and even some of their draft picks, aside from maybe Nolan Gorman, do you really trust their ability to develop players right now to make the right choices for the right players? I don't, and this is coming from a Mo apologist. Up until this year, I was a John Mazalek apologist. But they've done nothing in the recent past uh, to, to make me feel comfortable about their ability to tank or rebuild. Uh, they make The only thing I know for certain is that they're willing to stick with their guys uh, almost unquestioned. Uh, 60 foot six says hello Kyle hello 60 foot six uh, whack waiver whole team young uh, Andy Young was one of my favorite prospects and now he's a member of the Arizona Diamondbacks organization I don't know what you mean 
expectations for how Pujols has managed the series. Start game one at first, and then PH from there from uh, Ethan Kreider. Yeah, you know, that's my guess. Uh, without seeing that lineup, without knowing who's healthy, my guess is that Pujols starts on Friday and then does pinch-hitting duties throughout the weekend. But you never know. He might convince uh, the Angels that he can start all three games and they might go with it. I know if it were Yadier Molina, he'd get to do whatever he wants, but I don't think Pools has that same treatment. Otani, pinch hitter only. Too bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that show, Hi, Otani. It'd be great to watch him a bunch. Gant replacing Waka in the rotation from our good friend B-Love. So that's an interesting thing, and it's it seems like the Cardinals are stretching John Gant out a little bit more and more in each one of his appearances. It might just end up being John Gant who takes Waka's role in the extended period of time. Maybe that's why now is the time to start seeing if Waka can play the John Gant role in the bullpen. I don't have high hopes that it'll happen uh, because of the fastball changeup as opposed to like a fastball curveball. Anyways, uh, it might end up being Gant. And, you know, I'm on board for it being Carlos Martinez. I just think it's going to end up like being John Gant. And even then, I'm happy. I just hate to see John Gant get, take, get taken out of the bullpen because he's been so vital and so good out of there. Uh, it's heartbreaking that we're in this situation. Uh, Matt Thompson says the Mets broadcast yesterday even thought that Seamart situation was weird. Everyone thinks it's weird, and the Cardinals don't ever talk about it, and no one asks the tough question, and uh, yeah, it's fucking stupid and weird. Uh, if he's too hard to start, why is he pitching twice in one day? That's a great question, Matt. Uh, and not only that, like, why do they keep going him on back-to-back -back days? Why does he, why is he being vocal about wanting to start this year? There's again, I want the follow-up. I want somebody to ask ownership, hey, or ask Mo, or ask Schilt, hey, this guy wants to start. You need a starter. Why isn't he being considered, or is he being considered? Give us the answer. Somebody do some reporting on it. A uh, sixty-foot six says Carlos wants to start. The fans want him in. The Cardinals front office doesn't want him to start. Yeah, I've got to think that they're trying to protect their investment. I know that I read somewhere or somebody told me that they think he's too inconsistent of a starter. And just think about the humor in that because every one of the starters, except for Dakota Hudson, over the last month has been extremely inconsistent. And Hudson was leading into this past month, leading into May. Uh, Wayno Flaherty, who I love and is gonna, I believe is going to be fine. Michaelis, who's been borderline terrible for the most part. Uh, they've all been inconsistent. And they keep running Michael Walk out there. Uh, you don't have any excuses. Uh, you can't use inconsistency as an excuse. Because the only consistent aspect of Michael Walker is that he's been terrible. And I hope he's not hurt, but he might be hurt. Uh, would you like to see them become more progressive in player development methods from Chi-Town Cardinals? One thing that kind of goes unnoticed uh, is that they have started incorporating a lot of modern technology into their player development. Now, they were going to build a pitching lab. Apparently, they ran into some problems with the Miami Marlins on the, uh, the Roger Dean campus. I don't know enough about that. I'm not going to touch it. But yes, I absolutely think they need to become more modern and more aware of what's going on around them. I think that that would help player development. Uh, but I also think they need to be smart about the players that they're drafting and what they're good at developing. This year, the one, the one redeeming quality about all the college pitchers that they drafted is that they're pretty good at turning college pitchers that command the ball pretty well with a good secondary offering into potential major leaguers. Uh, that was smart. Now, the problem is a lot of those guys don't have high upside. A lot of those guys are what they are. And a lot of the drafting of the collegiate pitcher was to fill organizational need and be able to allow them to, uh, uh, it allows them the affordability of signing Trajan Fletcher. Uh, so while I like the picks they made, I hate that that's the method they went about it. Uh, but they need to be smart. And this is something that we're starting to see more and more. Like, I know that Trevor Bauer is a divisive figure, but, uh, 
you know, Bauer talks a lot about the importance of drafting players that you're capable of developing. Not every team is capable capable of developing power. Not every team is capable. Uh, that's not one of their strengths. You need to, you know, you need to develop what you can develop. Uh, I don't know what you're talking, but you right. Yeah, that's right, Sam. Three nines and three ones. Give me the set lineup you would roll with. I would, <laughs> Graham. You know me. I wouldn't. Graham asked, "Give me the set lineup you would roll out." Uh, you got. You guys know me. I would never roll out a set lineup. Uh, I'd get aggressive when the team is crap. Like right now, I just kind of stick with this lineup because they're hitting, and then I'd adjust from there. Uh, thoughts on Griffin Roberts so far from Iowa Neck. So uh, let me tell you my thoughts on Griffin Roberts. Uh, early in starts, he really, really struggles. And it seems like he struggles with his command as well. But once he gets to those first couple innings, he goes slider heavy, and he makes people look stupid. He still needs to work on the changeup. His fastball isn't showing the life that I thought we would see after getting a 50-game suspension and riding the pine. Uh, but it just seems like he's slow to get started, and then he really settles in. He's only had like three starts. He's barely pitched any innings. Uh, let's let him get settled into Palm Beach a little bit, and we'll, we'll reappraise. But look, that, that Frisbee slider of his is stupid, and it's still stupid. Uh, Eric Beard and Law says... Uh, what's up, Eric? Uh, yeah, there's something the front office isn't saying about Carlos. I think so. Uh, Wildcats, our good friend, says Danny Max said the inconsistent thing during the broadcast. There we go. Thank you. Uh, uh, thank you, sir. Uh, let Carlos sink or swim soon. Give me another week or so to get some innings and then start him. 60 foot 6. Yeah, I think, again, I can't, in my mind, that start yesterday with Waka would have been the perfect chance to start stretching him out, and they didn't do it, which is peculiar to me. Uh, Noah Snelson says, Irving Lopez deserves the promotion. Glad to see Parsons at Springfield. Uh, yeah, so one thing that's happening within the Cardinals minor league system is that a lot of players are hurt. Uh, the Memphis pitching staff is riddled with injuries, as is their middle infield. So because of that, Kramer Robinson is at AAA. He shouldn't be there because he's not ready for it. He's not good enough for it. Uh, same thing will happen with Irving Lopez, but Irving Lopez has been a great little soldier down at Springfield, uh, and he's done really, really well when given an opportunity. I imagine he gets off to a bit of a hot start because he's a quick learner uh, and also a hard worker. Uh, so, yeah, we like Irving Lopez. He's, he's a fine player. Uh, Sono2351 says, oh, we've noticed a modernization of development. Cough, cough. Camera angle, cough. Yeah, there we go. Never mind. I take it all back. Uh, how was Fletcher a uh, high schooler? He looks 30 from Ethan Kreider. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I feel like every kid that's drafted out of high school either looks like they're 30 or looks like they're 10. Uh, there isn't much of a middle ground. Who will we trade to Cleveland or Toronto this year from Cracker Liquid? Uh, how about they'll trade... Uh, I don't know. It, it, they'll trade someone, though. I guarantee that. What are my thoughts on Trajan Fletcher? Look, he has a lot of development to do. He's one of those fun players that you love to watch take batting practice, but his mechanics are all over the place. He's super athletic. Uh, I don't think his arm, even though it's strong, I think from the outfield it lacks a certain amount of accuracy. Um, but, uh, you know, I think he's solid. I think he's okay. I don't have much thought other than that. Uh, there's a lot of development, a lot of development that needs to happen with him. And even if he comes in and lights the world on fire like Nolan Gorman did last year, which he isn't going to do, uh, there's going, like, Gorman still has a lot of development. Fletcher has substantially more than Gorman. You might look at two years of him slogging a little bit before he really starts to kick in. I compare him to Monty Harris, or Monte Harrison, rather. Uh, look at him, figure him out, but he's a supreme athlete with big power and a lot of questions about contact, 
and maybe some questions about, uh, we'll just say makeup. Uh, damn, is there a reason I said set lineup? LOL. Uh, hey, Fish, what's up, brother? I was looking at his stats yesterday. Nolan Gorman has been less than great at home, but really solid on the road. Do you think a change of scenery in his home ballpark will be good for him? No, look, he's been okay on the road, but uh, keep in mind that he got off to a really hot start. The month of April, he was really good, and pretty much since April, he's struggled greatly at home or on the road. Uh, you know, that, that first month was incredible, and then teams started to adjust to him, and he hasn't quite made the adjustment back. He will. Remember, that, that Peoria assignment, that Midwest League assignment, is not easy for a player that's only in their first year within an organization as a teenager, first full season within an organization as a teenager. There's a, there's a lot of room, a lot of things that need to happen. Uh, give him some time. It's not a home-away thing. Uh, trust me, he struggled just as much on the road as he struggled at home lately, uh, even if the stats don't necessarily project it out. Cardinals need a player like Bennington. Yes, the Cardinals could use player with attitude, but they only like players that keep their mouth shut. Uh, what up, Kyle? What up, Fish? How are you, my brother? Uh, the broadcast has been slipping in some pointed commentary about the team, roster, front office, etc. Man, I gotta tell you... Uh, I do not think at all that the broadcast has been pointed in any direction. I think the broadcast is constantly, and I don't even know how you could argue this, the, the broadcast is constantly propaganda and homeristic, and they don't, they don't fucking, they don't get after anything. I, I haven't heard any of that. As a matter of fact, the other day when Michael Waka was struggling, it was, oh, I get why they're sticking with him here. It makes a lot of sense. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I have, if they're doing it, I haven't heard it. Uh, two hardest players at Springfield right now are Carlson and Chinea. Uh How is Ortega doing? Dennis Ortega has not played very much at Palm Beach. He's been Julio Rodriguez's backup, and he's really struggled when he's played. Uh, look, Dylan Carlson and Chris Chinea hit some pretty big shots. We like both those guys. Will Terry Fuller be playing somewhere? Uh, you know, my guess is Johnson City, but we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, there's some stuff that might be happening soon in the minor leagues uh, as, far, as far as assignments go and promotions and demotions and maybe some releases within the next 48 hours you're going to want to keep an eye, an eye and an ear out for has carlson jumped montero and gorman for best position player prospect yeah so when i redo my dirty 35 here within the next month dylan carlson will be my number one prospect he's jumped montero he's jumped kisner he's jumped gorman uh as a matter of fact gorman takes a step back montero takes a step back uh and more than likely carlson and kisner will be one and two i really like austin warner is getting better uh, really starting to see consistency and movement. Yeah. So again, not to dish, not to like dish on or to beat up rather on Austin Warner. But remember, this is a 25, 26 year old at Double A. Uh, let me tell you what I see when I watch him. He looks like the exact same picture that we saw last year. Who might end up making a dent in Memphis uh, like he did last year a little bit. But he's just again like uh, Noah. I like you a lot, and I, I like that you get excited about the organizational depth pieces, Chinea. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, O'Keefe, that wasn't you, but that was me. Austin Warner. Yeah, like, I like those guys, too. They're they're exciting. Like, they're fun. They're exciting players. But they're not, like, the Major League Impact type. Like, I could see Austin Warner making a Major League debut, but will it be anything better than Tyler Webb? If you're hedging your bets, you're saying no. But I do like him. I like what he's doing. He's a really fun player, a really hard worker. Uh, and for a guy at Springfield as a 25-year-old, it's not surprising that he's doing well. It's taken so long. Uh, what is Juan Yepes doing? He got off to a hot start. Remember, he was like 4 for 4 
Six for six for Peoria after dominating Peoria at the start of last year before falling off of a cliff in Palm Beach. Uh, ever since that hot start, he's really struggled. Gorman is facing bad pitching and is really trying to make stuff happen during those at-bats. See, let me tell you what I noticed about Gorman, and we've talked about this in the past. We're noticed that he's being more aggressive on the first pitch, and we're noticing that the stuff inside, the breaking stuff inside, he's really struggling with. Leading up in April, uh, leading into his May struggles, the teams were trying to beat him on the outside corner with breaking pitches, and it didn't work. Well, they've adjusted in with the off-speed and breaking pitch, uh, and he struggled with it. Uh, Van Hickelson says, I uh, miss Tommy Pham. I do, too. I haven't. I want Trevor Bauer so bad, but he is a horrible fit in this organization. Yeah, there's. I don't see a way where he comes in here. Uh, Eric Beardenlaw says, Cardinals had a player with attitude. He's the face of the Rays now. Uh, yeah. Uh, good evening, sir. People need to remember Gorman is 19. Everyone thinks he's 22 and in double A. Yeah, yeah. You know, I say that all the time, Eric B. Uh, and Eric B, not to like beat up on you, but you're also a Cardinal apologist. So I, you're right about that for sure. I'm not, I'm not getting after you for that. But also keep in mind that you're a Cardinal apologist and you back up everything that the Cardinals say. So uh, keep it in mind. Just be level with it. Uh, Gorman has struggled. Uh, he's gotten worse, which is a, a concern, but he's still only 19 at single A, which is a hard, hard league for him, and he's going to be fine in the long run. Uh, Stu said that the post game yesterday was advocating for Walken to make another start. LOL, that's fucking hilarious. Tommy Parsons should be number one from Iowa Neck. So let me tell you what I saw out of Tommy Parsons' start at Double A. Now he had a really good, a really good start at Double A last night. It was his Double A debut. His fastball changeup, they work so so well together. The two seam and then the changeup, they the the the, uh, the pitching the arm side fade. Uh, is amazing, and they mirror each other beautifully, and he gets a lot of swing and misses, but sometimes he leaves that fastball up. The other concern is if he's only using his curveball and the cutter like once every 20 pitches, then it's effective, but if he has to go to those pitches more, then he gets in trouble. Uh, I kind of like Jim Edmonds, though. I kind of like him, too. I don't see what one has to do with the other, but okay. Of all the Springfield players, I don't know why we stick with Johan Miesis. Now, I do like Johan Miesis, not as, like, a prospect, but he's just kind of big and bulky, and he is what he is, and, you know, he is what he is. And you know what? Talk about a guy who was good at Memphis, kind of unsuspected. Uh, he was pretty good at Memphis. Are we sure Dylan Carlson is just a lefty at Springfield Mirage? Well, it was nice to see... Uh, uh, it was nice to see Eric B. Don't be upset, man. Don't be upset. I apologize for my opinions, too. Uh, so we did see him hit a right-handed home run to dead center. That's there. Uh, again, we have seen that, that Texas League power to the from lefties maybe cloud our judgment in the past. Uh, uh, you know, uh, maybe, maybe. But I will tell you that with his approach being the way his approach is and the way that he's been striking the ball uh, – I think it's more than that. Uh, you know, I think he's more than just a flash in the pan. Or sh I do think the Texas League is helping his offensive capabilities a little bit, uh, but I don't think it's as much. Look, he's made that progress, that really, really good progress. And uh, now the power is coming to match with the approach, and we're just going to have to wait and see. I do think that there's some helium in there, but not as much as maybe you would think. Most of his powers come left-handed. That is a concern. Uh, blah blah blah. How's Delvin's? How is Delvin Perez's progress in Peoria? It's been a weird whirlwind for Delvin Perez at Peoria, right? 
Uh, got off to an okay start, then really struggled. Moved to the top of the lineup, started hitting because he had to be a little bit more patient to get on base. And then after that, uh, once he started hitting, his fielding started getting really weird. He's made good progress. Uh, he definitely doesn't look like anything more than minor league depth at this point, unfortunately. He's still skinny. He doesn't really strike the ball that hard. That's a concern. Uh, you know, he's he's just a fine guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's a fine minor leaguer who's still only 20 years old and has a lot of physical development to do. But he's still playing hard. Uh, he's taking better at bats. Not walking as much as he's capable of. It'd be nice to see him get that walk number up. But pretty well since he's found his way to the near the top of the Peoria rotation or the Peoria lineup he's been solid uh so yeah that's that's Delvin look how's his development I don't know man I, I worry about him at, sh at shortstop and I didn't feel that way last year Wildcats 24 says are the cards gonna play center field merry-go-round again like they have the last four seasons or so yeah it seems like it and I do think and I, I know again a lot of people are talking about Oscar Mercado maybe being the uh, he would just find his way into that rotation and, you know, they, I, I firmly believe they want Harrison Bader to have that role and he'll find his way back there. Uh, Matt Thompson nails it. MLB players aren't built like Delvin for sure. Uh, he's got to bulk up. I wonder why we don't target more Missouri State and other local players in our late draft rounds. They have been doing that more and more lately. But, you know, the, I, I wish I could tell you. I don't know. Look, the Cardinals have a very, very interesting philosophy. The other thing is, remember, a lot of these dealers deals are agreed upon, uh, you know, long before the draft potentially. Uh you know, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Maybe they just don't like a lot of those guys. Uh, not many of those guys have really materialized either. So, you know, it's whatever. I'd like to see them target some of the higher ranking ones early in the draft. But that's just me. I need a sip of bourbon. We're like 40 minutes into this and I haven't taken a sip of bourbon. Ah. All right. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, uh, Cardinals. So, yes. Uh, when, oh. Chi-Town Cardinals says, when do, when do drafted players get their assignment and start playing games? It'll be different. Like, more than likely, some of these guys will get their State College or uh, Johnson City assignments right away. Some of them will get the Gulf Coast League right away. Uh, some of the guys, especially the college pitchers who have had taxed innings, a lot of innings, usually they'll stay at extended spring training, uh, get a little rest, get on a throwing program, and then find their way a little bit later. But, you know, the guys who have signed, because not everyone's signed yet, but the guys who have signed, they'll find a club pretty pretty early, pretty quickly, I would say. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, you know, I would expect Zach Thompson to get a late promo or a late assignment. He'll be at extended. I would expect Tony, uh, Tony Losey to get a late one, too. Uh, did the Cardinals let Thompson pitch this year? VHS asked. Yeah, VHS, I definitely think they let him pitch this year. Uh, again, I think you're talking about that 8 to 15 innings, but nothing more than that. And I think it ends up, you know, happening in like a month. It seems like if you look at the other uh, college collegiate tax pitchers that they've drafted that early, you know, uh, uh, Griffin Roberts was like August 9th. Uh, he made his debut or something like that. Dakota Hudson pitched out of the bullpen. Zach Gallen pitched out of the bullpen. So, yeah, I definitely think Zach Thompson finds his way and to organize baseball within the Cardinals organization uh, at some point. But you're not talking about anything substantial. Uh, if he gets anywhere, if he gets to 20 innings, I think that that would be a minor miracle. So, yeah, I, I definitely think. I think Tony Losey uh, follows that same path. Palente probably follows that path. Uh, 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 Connor Thomas follows that path more than likely. Uh, see what happens with John Ralston. 
What a horrible year for our MILB prospects. We are facing a bottom 10 ranking this offseason. Yeah, that is that is a fact. Look, the Cardinals organization depth has taken a step backwards this year. Between injuries and ineffectiveness, uh, they are definitely in the bottom third. I, I don't know if you could argue against it. Hopefully there's a draft infusion happens here. Trajan Fletcher can catch fire. Zach Thompson can be the amazing pitcher that he's capable of being. And uh, we see from there. Uh, speaking of which, how about Zach Gallen? Yeah, Zach Gallen's really good. Who is the one Cardinal prospect you don't like? Uh, so, again, I, this is going to sound terrible. I like Kramer Robertson a lot. I love him, his organizational depth. He's probably going to make a major league debut. But, I mean, honestly, like, he's not much bigger than Delvin Perez. I don't know. He's just like, he's fine. He's just a guy. Like, he's a guy. And fans love him. They view him as like a some fans view him as a big-time prospect, and not to diminish what he's capable of doing, he, he's athletic, uh, but he's probably not a major leaguer in the long run, or maybe even in the short run. Uh, I wouldn't say I don't like him, but you know, my thing is, I don't, it's not that I don't like people, and I or I like people, like, I have my three favorite prospects, you guys know this, Ryan Helsley, Andrew Kisner, and Randy Rosarena, I am biased towards those three. Uh, I really don't have a feeling about it one way or the other. Other than that, with everyone else, I try not to like them or dislike them. I try to remain as neutral towards them as possible. Uh, who do you think are our top trade pieces if we end up going after high-end pitching? I don't think they should go after high-end pitching, but who are their, their top trade pieces? Well, Gorman and Carlson are one and two. I would think Griffin Roberts has a substantial amount of trade value. Uh, it's tough to say. Andrew Kisner, if they wanted to trade and get the high-end, anybody's going to want Andrew Kisner. Uh, you know, that. I, that would be my guess. Malcolm Nunez, Jan Torres, those guys have good trade value. Something like that. Uh, on the 25-man roster, who has great trade value? I don't know. Like, I would think Jairo Munoz would have a solid trade value, like a B-minus level or C-plus level trade value. Uh, if they wanted to trade Tommy Edmond, they could probably incorporate him in a deal if that's something they were interested in. Uh, you Again, if Jerko was healthy or J-Mart had a market, uh, you would think about trading those guys maybe if you're trying to get pitching. Uh, I don't know. I, I, look, the Cardinals have a weird amount of, of value in a weird amount of spots. Who is the one Cardinal draft selection you don't like? Uh, again, so I actually this gives me a chance to kind of elaborate on something. Uh, Travis Yannick says, my phone wouldn't uh, connect to the chat for some reason. Had to jump on my PC, feel like a dinosaur. That's really shitty. I wonder if it's my internet. Who's the one draft pick? Now, uh, just to clarify, on draft night I said that, you know, Zach Thompson is a fine pick, but I wasn't happy with it. That's because I really like George Kirby and Brendan Malone. I would have drafted those two guys before Zach Thompson if I was going to go with the pitcher. But my own bias, my own preference of Malone and Kirby aside, I like Zach Thompson. That's a good pick. You know, he has that high spin curveball that everyone loves. He struck out a ton of people in a tough division in, in uh, college baseball. Like, he's a good player. I like that pick. I just would have gone in a different direction, but I'm happy that they got him at 19. I just wanted to clear that up. Who's one pick that I don't like? Look, I'll be honest with you. I appreciate the Trajan Fletcher pick. I, I, the super athlete. There were just a couple other players there that I think are more baseball players, uh, like Tyler Callahan, uh, with just as big a question marks as Trajan Fletcher, uh, that I, I would have liked in that spot. Uh, you know, other than that, look, the 
And again, I, I'm happy with Trajan Fletcher at 57. I think it's going to be an interesting pick. I'm anxious to see where it goes. I think he has all the talent in the world. He has a lot to work on, but all the talent in the world. And he's exciting. So at least we have that in an organization that might be lacking an exciting player. So I'm not even upset about that. Uh, other than that, look, I, I don't have much of a feeling. Like I like Losi at third. I like Palente in the fourth. I like Ralston in the seventh. I like Thomas in the fifth. You know, maybe some of those later picks like Logan Gragg in the eighth, I think. Jake Summers in the tenth. Uh, they're relief pitchers. I don't understand. Like, they're just going to be relief pitchers. Gragg might be something more once he fully recovers from Tommy John surgery. But, you know, I'm not really a fan. Uh, uh, Pages, the catcher. Sure, he's going to be organizational depth of the catcher, but in the fifth round, I don't know how I feel about that draft pick. Or in the sixth round, I don't know how I feel about dra that draft pick. I'm sure there were better options than that. Uh, Zach, uh, Eric Bearden says, Zach Thompson's ceiling, assuming he stays healthy, middle of the rotation. Look, a guy who throws that fastball with that curveball uh, and a, a, a slider and a changeup that are developing, what's his ceiling? He could be a number two starter. What's his most likely outcome? A number four starter. Uh, you know, with buoy three, something like that. Yeah, I, I, like, I think you're talking about like, Dakota Hudson with more strikeouts but more walks maybe uh, something like that you know what do you what do you call Dakota Hudson if you know he's the number two starter on this team and number three starter on this team but on a better team he's probably a three or four I think that's Zach Thompson you see Edgar Escobar pitch went from GCL to Peoria and pitched good at both levels I have not seen much of Edgar Escobar pick uh, pitch I apologize for that it's something I'll keep a better eye out on uh, you know there's honestly to be completely blunt, I have not watched nearly as much minor league baseball in the last couple months as I've watched in years. Uh, and the reason is because I hate the MILB TV product. I hate it. I can't watch three games at a time anymore. I can only watch one in like a half as they both buffer and jump and do crappy things. I don't particularly like the media player, although I think it's an upgrade over last year. Uh, it's not easy to watch on the phone. It's kind of a pain in the ass. If you try to rewind in-game, which I'm glad they have the feature, but I would like for it to work. Uh, so I haven't watched as much, and also because of the Blues run, I haven't watched as much. So I'm getting back into it now, and I've missed quite a bit of stuff. And uh, I'm just trying to get my feet back underneath me. Uh, Chi-Town Cards says, can Brady Whalen grow into power? Yeah, look, I think it depends on what you mean by power. I think 20 home run power is there. Um, I think, remember, the thing about Brady Whalen is he went from having the power with walks and big strikeouts, and now he's trying to augment his strikeouts while keeping the walks there and adjusting his power. He's still young. He still has plenty of time to work it out, and we're going to figure it out. But I do think that there's power in there, especially in that swing. Our good friend Victoria Dryden asks, with the injuries in Memphis and our pitching struggling injuries, do you think we would be brought up uh, do you think would be brought up should the need arise? <clears throat> uh, so, Victoria, my, uh, hold on. Let me see if I can. If I, can, uh, I don't want walking to start like everyone, but the Cardinals don't have many uh, options at the moment. Same here. Did you see Rosarena's catch today, Superman? Yeah. Look, Randy Rosarena is healthy. He's rested and he's hitting the ball and playing a great outfield. Ozuna has the most trade value and should be dealt. If they are plus four out in late July, I'm okay with that. Uh, DM me any questions if you chat is down, and I'll pass them along to Kyle. Uh, let's get the dirt sheets for a minute. Uh, think there will be 
any recourse for Edmonds of the Fox Sports Midwest. If there was, it would have happened by now. Everyone scared off by Thompson's injury history, which I understand, but he's not there at 19. If not, that's a good point. Very well said, Matt Thompson. Uh, we only dropped like $25 million in salary in the offseason, and a lot of players are getting raises. Uh, O'Neal still struggling. He's hurt right now. I uh, love the Fletcher pick, sure. Looking skinny, boy, from Andy Pants. Thank you. I've lost 42 pounds in about two and a half months. Uh, is Thompson healthy? health really that big of an issue? So uh, here's the thing is I think Zach Thompson's health would be an issue, would be less of an issue if he actually had a surgery. But the fact that he hasn't had a surgery actually works against him. Look, anytime you're talking about a guy who has had a red flag in his elbow and a red flag in his shoulder, yes, it's a concern. But he pitched great this year, uh, and hopefully he finds his way to the majors quick and the Cardinals don't waste bullets down at the AAA level. Uh, the MILB package sucks. I agree. Who is the next pitcher to make their major league debut? Woodford. Yeah, I mean, that'd be my guess. That'd be my guess. Unless the Cardinals do something like, you know. No, that, that'd be my guess. I think that that's a good call. Uh, who is blah, blah, blah. Sub Kyle. What's up, Zach? How are you, buddy? Uh, any update on Gomber? No, I haven't heard anything. I know he's not throwing yet. Uh, if you're losing weight that fast, I might be more concerned about your health than Thompson's. Well, so I've actually done it really well. I, I consume a right amount of calories. I eat very, very healthy. It's just that I have a hard job where I have to work super hard. And I also spend about an hour and a half every day doing some pretty heavy, uh, fast-paced cardio. So uh, that's, that's how I manage to lose. And when I eat, I just make sure I eat healthy. But I'm still eating plenty, and I'm still drinking booze. So to you, Zach. What does your shirt say? Looks neato. It says St. Louis Blues, baby. Established in 1967. That's what the shirt says. Uh, what's your shirt say? How's the Little League squad doing? Well, we won today via forfeit. Uh, the other team didn't show up, so that was really nice. Uh, and then we did a little scrimmage thing, which was fun. Uh, but how are they doing? It's been a rough, a rough time. We've only played like five of like we 14 games that were supposed to be scheduled. We've only played like five of them because of all the rain. Uh, the makeup games are going to be a headache. We're going to have games stacked on top of each other. But I think we're three and two right now, or two and three, or something. Uh, Kyle going to be in town all weekend. Would love to have a beer from Travis Janik. So guys, uh, guys and gals, if you're going to be in town this weekend, and it seems like a lot of Cardinal fans are going to be in town this coming weekend for the pool holes weekend. Hit me up. Find me in my DMs. Hit me up on the normal Twitter timeline. I'd love to get a drink with as many people as possible. Uh, more than likely, Ashley and I will go somewhere and we'll say, hey, look, we're going to be here. Come on down, whether that be Saturday or Friday or whatever. And I'd love to meet as many of you as possible. Now, I'm going to try to get back to the, oh, wait, hold on. I have an unpopular opinion in the Blues winning takes money out of the Cardinals like a lot. It might. I'm fine with it, though. Who cares? Uh, how has O'Neal done in Memphis? Look, he struggled, but now he's on the injured list. Uh, so... Yeah, it's a hamstring with him, I think. Victoria asked a little while ago, with the injuries in Memphis and our pitching struggles injuries, who do you think would be brought up should the need arise? Again, look, I'd like to see, and you guys know I've been kind of anti-Jake Woodford. I want him to sort it out, especially his command issues. I think we're at the point now where, especially with Waka, you have to exhaust your resources. And if they're not going to put Gant in there, if they're not going to put Stretch Carlos Martinez out, uh, Ponce de Leon isn't the answer, uh, Henesis Carrera isn't the answer. Then you start with Jake Woodford and you figure it out from there. My, that's my guess, Victoria. That, that's what I would say. Um, you know, after that, if the Cardinals need an outfield option, uh, I would think that the Randy Rosarena might be an option with Lane Thomas hurt. I would remove Justin Williams from the 40 man and get Randy on there. I don't think the Cardinals will do that. They're scared of it for whatever reason. Uh, something like that. 
the handling of Helsley, O'Neal, and Kelly frustrates to no end. Stillman is greater than DeWitt. Yeah, no doubt about that right now. Uh, okay, so the handling of Helsley, O'Neal, and Kelly frustrate me to no end. And you can actually, you can change that uh, to the handling of, of uh, Pham, the handling of Luke Voigt. Uh, there, it's more than just that. How bad is Helsley's injury? I can't say for sure. All I can say is the... Uh, why is the chat down? I don't get it. All I can say is that it doesn't sound promising. Uh, what's the status of Williams? Haven't heard. Well, he started at AA once he uh, recovered from punching that TV, and he was really bad, and now he's hurt. Is Martinez actually physically incapable of starting, or is it just the excuse? It sounds like the excuse to me, Ryan Mar Margold. Uh, we have three Ps on the 40 who aren't on the 25 or IL. Uh, Gomber, Leone, and Reyes. Uh, that's correct. Now, well, that's the other thing. So, uh, just to clarify, let's talk about Alex Reyes for a second. He's not ready for the major leagues. Uh, and, and again, people ask me if it's physical. Is it mental? Is it whatever? And I just want to say that for two years, this guy has hardly pitched. Give him some time to get his shit together. He had a major shoulder issue and a major elbow issue. He needs a little bit of time to figure it out. You know, just, just a little bit of time to figure it out. Right now, he's not ready. Uh, he struggled in the first inning and struggled in the third inning of his last start. Pitched good in the second. His stuff is starting to bite more, but not as much. And his fastball is not as lively as it used to be. Using him now would be a bad idea for both his development and his the long-term success with the big club. Uh, Sam Lisby says, the chat room is down. What are the chances of trading Ozuna Wong in hopes to boost our depleted farm system? Uh, I think if the Cardinals are out of it by 10 games, uh, then that happens. But if they're near 500 uh, and they're knocking on the door, then I don't think they trade anyone. I, I really don't. And I don't think they trade Wong. Look, they love Colton Wong. Uh, I think that he's... I think he's expendable, unfortunately. And I think if he goes to any other organization, he's going to end up making the Cardinals look stupid for trading him. Uh, but what are the chances? I would say very, very slim at this point, especially because the lineup and the calendar is bad. Or not the lineup, but the calendar is bad right now, and there's a good chance that they're going to go on a little bit of a run here. Uh, Chad acted strange a bit from Snoop Dogg. I don't know what's going on. I wonder if that's my internet or whatever the hell is happening or something, something, something. Uh, sorry about that. Sorry about that to anyone who's having trouble with the chat. We've had a great audience. We've had a great set of questions. Uh, I'm going to raise my glass uh, uh, my glass of the yellow label Four Roses. Again, I'm just drinking on the cheap. To all of my pad people, I love you guys. Uh, thanks for being here. VHS asks, if Flaherty runs on contact, contact and doesn't stumble around third, do you think he scores last night? I think the play's closer, but I think he's still out. Uh, he, he should have been held at third. That's what I know. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it's closer, but I still think he's out. Uh, why would anyone have faith in this organization to make major deadline moves? That's a great question. Uh, no, said connecting on the app, then on webpage, wanted to sign in. That's weird, man. Four Roses does rule. I like it. It's cheap. It's, uh, it works in a pinch. Uh, again, if you want uh, a question answered, DM gifts, and I'll get it to you. I promise. Uh, pretty much the whole Memphis roster is on the DL. Yeah, yeah, the Memphis roster is on the DL, and because of that, the Springfield roster is a hodgepodge of uh, players on the, uh, you know, the, the single-A players up to double-A. And it's been interesting that Carlson wasn't the player who went to triple-A. Uh, it was Capel, who's terrible. Uh, 
better off suited to stay at double-A. So the Cardinals are doing everything they can to make sure they don't rush the development of Dylan Carlson, and that's interesting. Sam Lisby asks here on Twitter, it bothers me that the Cardinals do just well enough to justify not adding major pieces or still believing they are competitive enough to not tank or rebuild. And you know what's frustrating about that to me, Sam Lisby, is that they, you're right about that, but then they say, well, we acquired Ozuna and we, we acquired Goldschmidt, and we gave Goldschmidt the contract. Uh, it's, Noah Nelson says they're going to keep Carlson at AA all year. I agree with that. It, it, look, he'd be at AAA at this point if they were going to. He might end up making his way to the AAA playoff if Memphis makes a playoffs, but we're just going to have to wait and see that. Uh, but so that's you know that's kind of like the thing. Like, and they're right about that. They they have made some major acquisitions. They just haven't done it in season. And most of the time at the deadline, they're backpedaling at the deadline or standing still. And that doesn't that's it's a bad optic. Uh, there are noticeable gaps now in AA and soon AAA from the Plummer and Perez Houston drafts. Yeah, it's a, again, it it's extends past that, and it also goes into the current draft system with Randy Flores, who has made some good first round picks. Uh, depending on how you view the Dublin Perez pick, again, I'm I'm not as down on it as other people are. It wasn't Nick Plummer, uh, but there is definitely a gap there, and it's something we talked about this time about a year ago on Pat. I said in about a year, year and a half. They're going to have that big gap that we're going to have to live with. And that gap has actually gotten bigger, and it's a concern. Uh, was DeYoung a power hitter in the minors? Yeah, uh, that was like the one thing with Paul DeYoung. He had a big strikeout, uh, big power. Uh, it wasn't like the power we're seeing now, but it was the early stages of that power. Yes, absolutely. Uh, better Blues Parade performance, Bennington or Hall? Brett Hall has is living his best life. Brett Hall... Look, it, if I could, you talk about a reality show. If you attached a GoPro to him or somebody following him, that show would get a million and a half viewers easy. Uh, if I can't even, like, a billion and a half viewers. Uh, uh, something like that. We need Ankiel now more than ever. That'd be fun. Yeah, we need him on the broadcast. Uh, it is amazing how DeYoung has grown as a fielder and a hitter. Yeah, as a fielder in particular. I thought he'd be an okay shortstop. He'd be able to handle his own, maybe make some boneheaded plays here and there. Not boneheaded, that's not fair. But make some rough plays here and there. And he's become such a solid shortstop and I love him. Mr. Hicks, who is in here in some capacity, I'll raise my glass to He says, how are you, young man? Question is, why are they holding a 40-man spot for Williams? I don't know. You know, uh, you know, Mr. Hicks, uh, not to like get into it. Uh, hey, Eric Thomas, how are you? I think that there are a lot of 40-man spots that they're holding. Um, not a lot, because they cut like Gregerson and some of those guys. But there's a couple 40-man spots that they could very well expend that they're not. Uh, but I raise my glass to the, uh, the godfather of Prospects After Dark, Jason Hicks. I love you, sir. It's great to have you in Bard. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, hey, uh, Jeff Niehaus is in here. Hello, Jeff. How are you, my friend? Thank you for being in here. Anybody on the Mariners you'd want? Yeah, you know, they've got a couple guys, but it doesn't sound like... Like Mitch Haniger, to Todd Thiessen we raise our glass. Like Mitch Haniger would be a great player for the Cardinals to acquire. That might be like one of the guys they don't. Right now they're trying to trade all of the players with money. Uh, Eric Thomas says Portland is supposed to get a team in 2023. I'm all about it. I love that. If if, if uh, Portland gets a Major League Baseball team, I'm moving to Portland. No doubt about that. Um, you know, they want to trade Leak. They want to trade D. Gordon. Uh, they want to trade the guys who are making money. So I don't really like any of those guys. 
Uh, how is Perry Delavale looked? He's looked. Uh, so Alex Fagalde and Perry Delavale are both pitchers at Palm Beach. Fagalde is a better pitcher than Delavale is. Uh, Delavale is a 90 mile an hour fastball thrower who is a fastball changeup slider ish. Who does has done really well at that level? Again, he's like the Michael Riley type, uh, and Michael Riley's no longer in the organization. But he's been fine. He's been good, and we're starting to see the K rate drop a little bit, which is an indication that uh, he's coming back to earth. Uh, where are the monster cans from Reed backwards? Tuna socks. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, State College Bikes started play this weekend. They did indeed. Yeah, I haven't watched any of it. They're usually on. Sign Garrett Cole this offseason. I want to do it. Uh, hey, where are you collecting? <laughs> where were you collecting the monster cans? If I have to keep hearing broadcast talk about people being close to taking off, I'm gonna lose it. Travis Janik, you know that's one of my big things. Like uh, the the rooting for the players is fine. I get it. People like that shit. Cardinal fans like that shit. The Whitey Ball players love that. But yeah, man, it's just like, he's this close. He's this close. It's everyone. Like, if Pete Cosmo was on the roster, it'd be, he's this close. And I, it's just, it's too much. If one of the guys are playing like shit, just say they're playing like shit, man. Or don't say a goddamn thing at all. Uh, what are your, what are you thinking about Luke and Baker from Noah Snelson? So my thought about Luke and Baker is, he, you know, you look at his stats and they might be overwhelmed, especially by the power and the slug. But I've actually been kind of pleased. Now, what's before? Like what gets me a little bit about Luke and Baker is the first month of the, the minor league season, he was not hitting for any power, but was hitting for average and getting on base a ton and not striking out a lot. And then the last month, he's added the power in the slug, and everything else has gone down. It seems like in June, he's kind of starting to figure it all out at once. Look, he's a terrible first baseman, uh, below average. I was hoping he'd be average, but he's below average. Uh, my thinking is... I'm anxious to see what it looks like next year at Springfield. Hopefully he can continue to improve defensively. And if not, then uh, the DH is coming, but there's no guarantee that he'd be that guy. How lucky were the Cardinals that nobody picked up Junior Fernandez? Very lucky. Uh, uh, what's that being close even mean? Uh, it's a hollow statement. It definitely is. Like, pretty quickly, we went from a young, promising team to an overpaid 2012 All-Star team. From Robot34567, that's a great... I, I don't know who Robot34567 is, but that's a great point. Uh, yeah, and also giving out contracts willy-nilly, but unwilling to engage in meaningful contract discussions with free agents who can actually make a difference. Uh, why didn't the Cardinals give Robert Stock a shot to develop as a pitcher? He did for a little bit, uh, uh, VHS. Uh, they, they made that change, just that he was really bad. It wasn't until he got into driveline uh, and started getting the velocity up and then developed a, a breaking pitch, but he didn't have any of that when he was here. Kyle, I think we should trade for Taylor Ward. I do too, Graham. Johan Miesis may not be a great prospect, but he's my favorite Springfield player right now. Yeah, you know, I kind of feel the same way. Like, Dylan Carlson's amazing. I love the guy. But accolade, accolade, accolade. But Johan Miesis, there's just something about, like, his doughy nature. He's like the Springfield Marcelo Zuna, and that I appreciate. Uh, Blues beating the Bruins made the Cup win even better. Revenge for 4 and 13. Look, the, just the Blues winning the Cup is the greatest experience of my lifetime uh it didn't matter who they beat and I, I guess for some people it makes it sweeter i don't care about any of that just being able to say that i was alive and i got to see the blues win the stanley cup and then all the stuff that's happened i can't get enough of the celebration by the players 
Uh, it's just, it's been a magical, magical moment, and I, I, it, I'm just happy. I'm ecstatic. Uh, never felt this way when the Cardinals won. Uh, it's just, it's something different completely, you know? It, it, the story, what you learn from it, everything, it's just, it, it doesn't get any better. Schilt needs to manage drunk. I'd love to see it. Why was the Ledmese Diaz dumped so quickly by this organization from Chi-Town Cardinals? Now, I will, remember, Oledmies was really, really terrible. Uh, and also, they needed a roster spot, and also they had somebody to back him up. And honestly, the Cardinals were always a little weird about Oledmies Diaz in the first place. Now, uh, Mr. Woodman was not a good return for him. The Cardinals have been in search of left-handed power for too long, and they've a, a left-handed bat for too long, and they've made some dumb trades because of it. Look at Connor Capel, although we do love Jan Torres. Uh, but... And it's hurt them. It's hurt them in the long run. So why did they just discard him? Why did they dump him so quickly? I think they thought, just like with Tommy Pham, he was going to have a quick, quick dissension uh, and, and end up not getting anything for him. And I think that's what happened. Uh, Brevia and Gant arms are done. Scary. Yeah, I, I hope not. It seems like Brevia in particular is really fatigued out. No surprise. Uh, and, man, the Cardinals can't afford to have both of those guys struggling. When did Goldschmidt start wearing the face guard? I assume if he thought it was an issue. I, I don't know. I wish I could. Uh, shoot this over to Kyle. Good, sir. The Cardinals will still sell 3.0 million tickets, get good DV ratings, and get their national games being mediocre. The brand and fan base is too strong. Because of this, the Cardinals will still rake in the money hand over fist. So what build a wit real motivation winning? Mozilek has had some misses and deserves criticism, but will set some message and direction. I agree with that. I agree with that from our good friend, uh, uh, Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, but again, but the one thing I will say about the Cardinals selling three uh, uh, Wildcats underscore 20, I always say Kentucky Wildcats. The thing about the Cardinals selling three million tickets this year is that the ticket total is hollow because they're not selling them at full price. Remember, they did that thing at the beginning of the off season or during the off season where for four bucks, everything in like the upper bowl you could get tickets for. Now, again, they're still making money there, but they're not getting full price. So yes, three million and it's a selling point, but they're starting to feel it in their pocketbook a little bit because they have to give the discounts they have to get. So it, you're right. You're right. And that's the other thing is we get on Mo for the acquisitions, uh, but Look, Mr. DeWitt is happy with what Moe's doing. Uh, and if he isn't, then uh, I would be surprised. Uh, Blues beating Bruins is cool, but it gives me no solace for 04 and 13. Yeah, they're not connected to me either. Maybe Matheny wasn't so bad. Mm, uh, Jose Armanderas says, The Sharks was so upsetting. Shake my head. Uh, nerd fight between Shelton Madden. Who wins? Madden. Uh, why was Carpenter extended so soon? He has an option for my Ryan Margold. Look, I hated that. You know, I took to Twitter right away and I said, it's funny to me that the Cardinals are willing to give a guy into his age 37 season or age 38 season or whatever it was, 20-something million dollars, but they wouldn't engage a 26-year-old superstar for $25 million a year. Uh, again, it's faulty logic. But Mr. DeWitt, I believe, in part extended the contract to Matt Carpenter because he wants him to be a Cardinal for his entire career. Uh, why do we refuse to play guys like Voight, Pham, Grichik, uh, unless absolutely forced to do so? Managers stick with their guys. I don't know what else to say. You know, I, Tommy Pham earned his spot and then lost his spot, and it was stupid that it happened the way it happened. Uh, you know, Grichik was a whole different thing. Uh, the, the ebb and flow of his style of hitting makes it tough. And then he had the arm issue where he couldn't throw the ball. Uh, but yeah, you know, the Luke Voigt. 
came up, hit really well until he had to have a, a bench roll, and then he struggled out of the bench roll. Uh, it was a whole shitty thing. Uh, the search for handedness may be the dumbest thing the organization does. When it comes to hitters, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, UF... UFW, the uh, U, I don't know what that means. UFW, I don't know what FW stands for. The uh, San Francisco Giants. The Fowler signing was the beginning of the end uh, of us competing. I wouldn't go so far to say that. I think that not playing the best players and sticking with your guys was the beginning of the end. But uh, yeah, that was happening before Fowler, but. There is some correlation there, and I get what you're saying. Oh, hey, Kiefer Dean Roach. Hello, Kiefer. I love that picture you sent me. I can't get enough of it. I'm so very happy the Blues uh, the Blues won, even though I have only ever seen a hockey rink like twice in my life. Happy for St. Louis. Uh, yeah, you know, that's, again, just, just being able to feel what the Blues win meant for the city, to be able to see the people celebrate. Like, I'm just so happy for St. Louis. Dude, the Blues fans, the Cardinals fans supporting the Blues in the city, in metro area of St. Louis, I raise my glass. Mm. Kiefer Dean Roach says Jeff Lunau leaving was the beginning of the end. Yeah, Lunau and Kantrovitz, those were two big departures. All the guys that Lunau took with him, Sig, Maydahl, uh, other names that I can't remember. Yeah, that was. I think that that's a really good point. Uh, I think that's a really good point, Kiefer. Uh, were you at the parade? I was not at the parade. I was not. Uh, I couldn't make it work. There's a whole story in there, uh, but I could not make it work. I, I ended up getting watching it at home, uh, and it was fantastic. It was fantastic, and it was awesome, and it was incredible. Uh, okay, so this chat has had some uh, some uh, live TV problems. So, And we're about an hour in, and I'll be honest, guys, I'm tired. I've got a whole week. Uh, is Gary LaRock just too much of a homer, or what's his deal? So... Keeper Dean Roach, uh, that, is a, that is actually something that I truly believe. Now, I do think it's good to have a head, to have somebody in Gary LaRock's position that, that believes wholeheartedly that every player can make it. But I think that sometimes when you're relaying that message to the front office, they buy into it a little too heavy and fall in love with players. And I think Gary LaRock says, oh no, Kramer Robertson, he, he could start at second base every day. When he's not the kind of guy you want, and then all of a sudden the Cardinals aren't trading him because they think he might be able to play second every day. So all I'm I'm using that as an example, as it, like I don't know if that's actually happening or not. But if that's the message that's being relayed, then yes, he's too much of a homer, and it's detrimental to the organization. I don't find anything wrong with the sentiment thinking that all the players in the minor leagues can make the majors, other than the fact that it's inaccurate and it's not going to happen. I like that that mentality, sure. But when you're to win, and if you're telling everybody that this is the guy that's going to get it, uh, you know, if you're padding his value, you're not doing anybody any good at all. Yes, Mr. Hicks, I love it. Uh, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and end this right now. I know it's early, uh, but between the problems we're having and all the other stuff, I'm going to raise my glass. To all the prospects after dark people, if you're going to be in town this coming week, uh, this weekend for the pools thing, please hit me up. Uh, I'd love to get a drink with you or meet you guys for drinks. I love all of you. And you know how we end this. Uh, thank you for Pat. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thank you for being in here. Again, I apologize for the, the technical difficulties for the people who have had technical difficulties. Uh, I, oh, damn. I'll listen uh, to the 50 minutes I missed on the podcast. Yes, yeah, sorry about that, Kiefer. 
so for everybody at Birds on the Black, again, St I, I almost forgot Stu Styles last week, but he's really the only one who does work for us anymore. Uh, so Stu Styles, who does the daily recaps, uh, Nick Childress, uh, Nicholas Childress, Childress, who does uh, a lot of the work there, uh, Cards Gifts, of course, Tara, who's always doing something, uh, Alex Crisofoli, Ben Cerruti, uh, uh, Chuck Browning, who we haven't heard from in a while, and we hope he's okay and doing well. We love you, Chuck. Uh, uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting someone else because I'm so stupid. Zach Gifford, who was in here for a little bit. I love Zach Gifford. Uh, cards, cards. Keep up the great work, my friend. Uh, I raise my glass to my birds on the black family. I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of it. To all the dads out there, I'm going to raise my glass of water. Uh, my father, who I love, happy Father's Day, Dad. I'm glad you're still with us. Uh, whether your dad is still around or not, especially if your father isn't still around, uh, I raise my glass to all the dads out there. Uh, thank you so, so much for being half of the part of the process. Uh, we love all of you. Happy Father's Day. Ah. All right, that's all I've got. Uh, if you watch this, if you are listening to this, you are part of the resistance. Again, if you're going to be in town in St. Louis, uh, I am your pad daddy. I like that, Kiefer Dean Roach. If you're going to be in St. Louis next weekend, please reach out to me. I'd love to get a drink with as many of you as possible or just meet up and shake your hand and say hello. Uh, Again, if you watch this or listening to this, you're part of the resistance. Uh, go Cardinals. Uh, way to go, Blues. And as always, fam, happy hunting.